Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. A fourth title. Could that be in the offing tonight for the Golden State Warriors? There are big reasons why, maybe not so much this evening. We will get into it all. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Christopher, good morning. Good morning, big fella. We got big things popping over here, man. We're coming down to the wire with the finalizing of wedding plans. Mm -hmm. And there's now the debate on my footwear for the wedding. That's what my fiance are going back and forth on right now. So we'll get into it a little bit later in the show, but we definitely got to talk about it because I need your advice. Well, I'm glad that you do because as we've noted many, many times, I am a fashionista, if you will, <laughs> so to speak, and I will I will make sure that we get you in the saddle here. We have got so much to get to, including some NFL and a major cog into one of the AFC East teams that they absolutely need to be right and why the future of the Washington Commanders and Daniel Snyder might be a little bit more in question today than it was yesterday. But as you would believe, there's only really one place we got to roll. Here we go! Go, go! Only one place to start. Out to the corner, Thompson, one dribble, fires for three, and crushes it from outside. That could be the dagger. We have a chance. We got two two cracks at getting one win. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It feels good, but we haven't done anything yet. Chris, right there. Warriors have another opportunity this evening, or an opportunity this evening, to take their fourth title home. And it's it's so easy to consider that this just two games ago did not seem like it was headed in this direction. And I just look at this from the standpoint of Golden State and Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins and everything they have done so far. And the opportunity here for them really elevates this organization if they can get it done tonight, especially on the road where they have not gotten it done before. It elevates them to a whole nother stratosphere as they will absolutely be in dynasty territory. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game six in TD Garden because the Warriors are 0-3 in closeout games on the road this postseason, and the Boston Celtics are 3-0 and in elimination games that they're facing this postseason. And the Boston Celtics' average margin of victory in said games, 15 points. So, I mean, this is going to be interesting because you're talking about a Warriors team that has championship DNA and understands the risk that's involved if you let this thing get back to the Bay Area in a game seven where it's a flip of a coin. So in a perfect world, Golden State wants to close this out. You heard Steve Kerr echo those sentiments in the post game in the locker room after they won game five, which Steph Curry played his worst game of the series. And to me, Carlin, that's where the conversation about game six begins and ends. What kind of impact is Steph Curry going to have on this game? Because the last time he was in TD Garden, he dropped 43 points. Yep. And I'm not saying that he's going to have to have that kind of performance tonight, 
but he's certainly going to have to have a similar impact if the Warriors are going to get this done on the road. Let's get to some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It, it, it's not going to be like the other night. And as I, as I said the other day, I really don't blame Steph for what happened the other night because— Hold, hold on. You're saying it's not going to be like Game 5 or it's not going to be like Game 4? I, I don't think it's going to be like Game 5. I don't think I, Steph will have that kind of a game. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like Game 4 either, though, Carlin. Yeah. You don't, I don't think it's, I, you think like it's somewhere either. in between. I, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I agree. And the reason is the Celtics are not going to – if they're going to get beat tonight, they're not going to let it be Steph. And they are going to be blitzing him very similar to what they did in game five. But, Chris, it, it's not it, – as much as this is going to sound strange, it's just about Steph being there and being just a really good player tonight. It's more about Clay Thompson this evening. Mm. And and this is a bizarre statistic I'm going to throw at you. In these closeout games, the Warriors are 0-3. So you would, and on the road, so you would think here in this postseason that if that's the case, that Klay Thompson has been particularly bad in those games or Steph has been particularly bad in those games. They haven't. In fact, Klay Thompson is shooting 57% from the floor and 12 of 23 from three and over 20 points a game. You know what this is tonight, Chris? This isn't a Clay Thompson 21-point performance like the other day. This is a Clay Thompson 28, 29, 30-point performance. That's what I believe the Warriors are going to need to get a championship on the road tonight. Because the other night, what did Clay do? That was 21 but the real impact wasn't the total, right? The real impact was steadying the game when they needed to. His yep. biggest moments of the night were those two three-pointers in the third quarter when the Celtics were turning it on and and were gaining some life back. He brought them back. This is Clay. I don't buy into the whole game six Clay garbage. You know, okay. I think that's coincidence. But they need game six Clay tonight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I see where you're going with this. So I, I know you believe in take integrity, Carlin. So I'm going to give you a chance to change or to right a wrong that you had on our show yesterday, which yeah. was suggesting that Andrew Wiggins is the second most important player to the Warriors winning this NBA Finals. Now, are you willing to pivot and say that person should be Klay Thompson? Well, no, no, because I'm Andrew Wiggins has reached this point, Chris. Mm. I have so much respect for him. And what he's done, that he's been so consistent that I think you're going to continue to get this from Andrew Wiggins. My biggest... So you're, say, you're saying that Andrew Wiggins is, is still going to be the second best player on the court for the Golden State Warriors, even though you're saying that Klay Thompson needs to have uh, a 30-point kind of night. What I'm for, saying is that Wiggins, Wiggins has been that guy so far and has gotten them to this point, and uh -huh. I expect him to continue to play well tonight, and you won't necessarily see it in the box score. He has, he's put, um, he, he has absolutely put Jason Tatum in a position to be unsuccessful with how well he has played him defensively in this series. It's been uh, just staggering. So I don't think his entire uh, contribution is ever going to be measured in pure numbers. Wiggins is going to be exactly what he has been tonight. Clay Thompson tonight has to elevate the performance, has to elevate the performance to go get it done on the road so there's no game seven. Well, here's the thing. I think Steph bouncing back from his game five performance is going to take a lot of pressure off of all of the guys offensively on the floor for Golden State. There's no question about it. But, I mean, even when Steph – 
had an off-shooting night like he did, you're still talking about an impact that the guy has in terms of being able to create opportunities for his teammates. In Game 5, when Steph was on the floor, his teammates shot 63% from the field, Carlin. 63%. So when, he was off, when he was off the court, they shot, 20, argument, they shot 22%. All I'm simply saying is <laughs> these are the numbers. This is empirical data to support that Steph, Cor- Steph Curry is the orbit of the Golden State Warriors. Like, it all centers around him. He's the engine. He's the one that drives everything. But you know the mentality that he's going to come out to tonight in game six because this is a situation where he had his first postseason game out of 132 games. The first time he didn't make a three-pointer was game five of this NBA Finals. Steph Curry is going to come out tonight with something on his mind, and there's no question about that. So the the Warriors are absolutely going to be in a better spot because Steph Curry is going to have a different level of production than what we saw in the last game. And I think that's what they're going to need playing on the road. You know this, Carlin, when you're on the road, especially in the postseason, you've got to manufacture your own energy. It's not like you got the home crowd behind you. Your fans aren't rooting for you. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of electricity in that atmosphere, and it's going to be a hostile environment. You're going to have to find a way. You're going to have to find guys that can be the catalyst. And to me, Steph Curry coming off of the performance he had in Game 5, this is the perfect scenario for Steve Kerr because he knows that Steph Curry can be that spark Mm. that his team needs to get going early on in this game. Because when they've struggled in elimination games, it it hasn't been late. It's been early. It's been getting behind early in games. So to me, Steph Curry coming out trying to get rid of all of the bad feels from Game 5, is a feather in the cap for the Golden State Warriors as they try to close this thing out tonight. Look, Steph will be much better than he was the other night. He won't be what he was in Game 4 because the Celtics are not going to let that happen. But I continue to believe that while Steph Curry is clearly the best player on either team here so far in this series, that the biggest reason that they are where they are is because of what Andrew Wiggins has done to help them get here. And that's why he's my MVP in all this. Now, you want take integrity? I understand that Steph's going to win it. I have no illusions about that. Okay. Here is a complete lack of take integrity on my part. I picked the Warriors to win this series in six. Yet somehow I think it's going seven. (laughs) Somehow tonight. and, And who picked the Golden State Warriors to win in seven on this show? That would be you. Oh, okay. That would be you. So you get to have take integrity. But when the Warriors win tonight, I will be patting myself on the back. And when they lose tonight, I will also be patting myself on the back for saying, see, you got to have a feel for the series and how it plays out. Well, here's the other part to this thing, Carlin. (laughs) I'm rooting for what's in the best interest of our show. And having more NBA games to react to is always a good thing. So rather than... You know, wrapping this thing up tomorrow and talking about the Golden State Warriors dynasty and where Steph Curry's place in history is, we can stretch this thing out to Monday or Tuesday. There is a flip side to this that we are going to get to shortly, and that is the utter pathetic performance we have seen from Mr. Club Superstar. And exactly if it's possible for him to change 
what he has done so far. That is on the way. This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Up next, we will discuss what exactly has gone wrong with Jason Tatum, with one of our NBA insiders who has had his finger on the pulse of this series. And there is already a reason to believe that the Boston Celtics are at a massive disadvantage tonight. And that reason just became clear within the last hour. We will tell you what that was in moments. We are just getting rolling. A jam-packed grainy on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Already what has to be somewhat of alarming news for Celtics fans out this morning. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle and protect today under one roof. Learn more at Progressive.com or at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Christopher, in the, in the last hour or so, the officials for tonight's game have been named, and Scott Foster is not one of them. The extender with the night off tonight in Game Six, <laughs> it'll be yeah. It'll Scott be, Foster is Mister Let Him Play, isn't he? Exactly. There's Scott, no, Scott Foster is get us to Sunday, Scott. That's what That's he it. is. That's it. Thousand percent. Zach Zarba, David Guthrie, and John Goble will be your officials tonight for Game Six up in Boston, which is where we are headed right now to welcome in ESPN NBA reporter Tim Bontemps. Tim, it's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty in for Greeny. We appreciate the time. How you doing? Doing well, guys. How are you? We're great. Tim, I'm just going to ask a very simple question that I think has a very complex answer and make you do all the work. What's going wrong with Jason Tatum in the finals? I mean, I, I think it's I think it's a combination of things, but largely, Chris, he just hasn't played to the level that he needs to play in this series. I mean, he's turned the ball over a ton. Um, even in the last game when he shot the ball well, you know, percentage-wise, he just didn't have the kind of impact that you would expect him to have um, in a game. And, and, you know, missed a bunch of shots in the fourth quarter and you know, just generally hasn't played very well in the series. And, you know, certainly it would be a good time for him to change that uh, in game six. But, you know, I think the way Golden State plays on defense and the way they fly around and are constantly – um, attacking you defensively from different angles. I think it's really 
Um, I think it's really given Tate a lot of trouble, and it's caused him to, um, I think, not always know where the defenders are coming from, and he's turned the ball over a bunch as a result. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens tonight, but uh, certainly the Celtics could use him having the kind of game he had in game six against the Milwaukee Bucks in the East semifinals when they were down 3-2 on the road against the defending champions, and he had 46 points in maybe the best game of his career to that point. Certainly if he has a game like that tonight, Celtics will feel pretty good about their chances of going to a game seven on Sunday night in San Francisco. Tim, Celtics coach Ime Adoka has made much about the fact that the team has been here before being down 3-2 in a series and having to come back and win two consecutive games. We saw it in the Milwaukee Bucks series in the second round. They've been 3-0 in elimination games this postseason. Uh, on the other side of the spectrum is the Golden State Warriors, who've been 0-3 on the road in closeout games. So how much stock do you put in the fact of, of those statistics and what we've seen from both of these teams in these situations throughout this playoffs? I, I put more stock in the elimination game record than the, the closeout record for Golden State. You know, Boston, Boston, you know, Doka said sort of over and over again that the Celtics sort of have to do things the hard way. You know, it's really the way their season has gone where this team, you know, kind of has put itself in positions where it has to, you know, go through a bunch of obstacles to get where they want to go time and time again. And, you know, I fully expect the Celtics to win this game today for no other reason than that's just how things have gone. I mean, they went seven games against the Milwaukee Bucks. Series probably should have been shorter. They went seven games against the Miami Heat. The series definitely should have been shorter. And I think they're going seven games against the Warriors. And I would have no idea what would happen on Sunday uh, in that case. But, um, you know, they have proven to be a pretty resilient team and been able to bounce back at every turn. And, you know, given how the series has gone, where I think for large stretches they've been the better team, I certainly think that they could win this game at home tonight and get this series, like I said, back to the Bay for game seven Sunday night. ESPN NBA reporter Tim Bonteps joining us from Boston. Game six tonight. Of course, you can catch it all right here on ESPN Radio and on ABC as well. Tim, uh, with the way that Boston went after Steph in game five, how does he adapt tonight? Do you think it'll be similar with how they do it, or will they mix it up a little bit more and include actually some of that drop coverage that he was seeing a lot of uh, before game five? I mean, I would say they didn't change a drastic amount uh, in Game 5. Steph just finally missed some shots. I mean, even even though he went 0 for 9 in Game 5, he's still shooting over 40% for the series from three, right? I mean, he, he just was literally on fire the first four games. I think it was due to have some regression. So, you know, Boston all season has been pretty adamant they're going to play the way they're going to play. Um, and that's going to be good enough to win. And, and when they don't play well, it's a matter of executing better and playing harder. Um, you know, he may comes from the Greg Popovich school, which is, you know, usually that's what, how all the, the Popovich coaches sort of approach things, right? They There's not a ton of adjustments. There's little ones here and there, but generally it's, we have a pretty good system, and if we run our system, we're going to, if we run our system well, I should say, uh, we're going to have enough to win. And that's really how the Celtics have operated throughout the series. And, you know, for all the talk about defense and guarding Steph, Miyadoka just every time he gets asked about it, brings it back to Boston's offense. Celtics don't turn the ball over. They won't let the Warriors get out in transition. The Warriors won't score, and the Celtics will win. It's really that simple. 
Um, if Boston can take care of the ball tonight, they'll win the game. Talking with ESPN NBA reporter Tim Bontemps on Greeny. And Tim, my partner Carlin has contended that uh, Andrew Wiggins has been the second most important player for the Golden State Warriors in this series. Now, we spent a lot of time talking about the big three from Golden State, Steph, Clay, and Dre, but how do you see Andrew Wiggins' role in terms of the success that the Warriors have been able to have in this series? I mean, he's been huge. I mean, the last two games, he's had 29 rebounds, I believe, combined. Um, You know, he was really... A huge part of why Golden State won Game Five, he was able to generate a bunch of open shots, um, or generate a bunch of buckets, I should say. You know, in in the mid range, I uh, was able to get a bunch of hard, difficult baskets in a game where, you know, as you pointed out before, Carl, uh, uh, Carl, I should say, um, you know, Steph couldn't hit a basket, went over nine from three, and um, you know the way the way that played out, Andrew Wiggins was a huge part of them winning that game, and you know. For a guy who was really maligned early in his career as a guy who wasn't, you know, wasn't seen as a guy who would, you know, do do sort of winning plays, right? He was kind of an empty calories guy in the eyes of a lot of people. For him to come out and play the way that he did, uh, or the way that he has in these playoffs, guarding Luka Doncic, guarding Jason Tatum, uh, getting all over the boards, you know, doing a lot of the hard things to win games, it's been a pretty cool thing to see. And, you know, certainly – if the Warriors win this game tonight or or Sunday, frankly, and win this series, um, you know his performance in Game Five is going to be something that Warriors fans remember for a long, long time. Because for his greatest test been in the series, and obviously he would be the MVP if Golden State wins. Um, you know the fact that Andrew Wiggins had that game in Game Five is a huge reason why Golden State has a chance to close this thing out tonight. All right, Tim. Last question for me: The Celtics force Game Seven tonight if. Finish that sentence. If they take care of the ball, it's really that simple. If the Celtics have 15 or fewer turnovers in these playoffs, they are 14 and two. When they have 16 or more, they are 0 and seven. It's really that simple. If yeah. they take care of the ball and win the possession game, they will win the game, and that's the way it's been throughout the playoffs. Now, I know that's an easy thing to say. The Celtics have shown time and again they aren't exactly capable of doing it on a nightly basis. So. We'll see what happens from that standpoint tonight, but that's the thing I watch every game. Will the Celtics take care of the ball? And is Jason Tatum, instead of turning the ball over, hitting people with assists? Those two things happen. There will be a game seven Sunday night. Tim, appreciate it. Great insight as usual. Thank you. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. ESPN NBA reporter Tim Bontemps with us. Look, it has been the singular number that have that we have spent the most time on throughout the entire playoffs when it comes to the Celtics, Chris. The fact that uh, the turnovers are the biggest thing. That wasn't the first time that you heard Tim mention it in that discussion. And with that in mind, it has to be... I just can't imagine being Ime Odoka and trying to get this across and that mentality of we have to make things so difficult on ourselves. How do, Why is it so hard for players of this caliber to just not do a better job of taking care of the basketball? Because I think Golden State's defense is a little part of it, but it's been a consistent theme with the Boston Celtics. Well, Carlin, I don't want to oversimplify it, but I don't think the Boston oh, Celtics I'm oversimplifying. have a true, <laughs> No, well, here's the thing. I don't think they have a true point guard. I mean, yeah. they moved Marcus Smart into that role earlier in 2022, but – that was just a stopgap, or that was a bridge to be able to find a way to have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown coexist on the court at the same time. 
Like, and so I, I don't necessarily look at Marcus Smart as a guy that can control the tempo of the game, that can consistently break down the defense off the bounce and then get guys open looks. They don't have a lot of guys that are, you know, potential shot creators for other players. And I think that's where Boston struggles. And Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, for as gifted as they are, both of those guys aren't the best ball handlers. They handle the ball more like forwards rather than like guards. So I think that's where they struggle with the live ball turnovers. And that has been uh, somewhat of a, a characteristic of this team throughout this postseason run. And I heard Brian Windhorst this morning on Get Up liken it to a young quarterback that consistently rolls out and tries to throw the ball across his body in the middle of the field. Mm. As much as you try to coach it out of him, the guy just keeps doing it and you can't explain why he's doing it. And it feels like that's the territory that the Boston Celtics are in. That that was the perfect analogy because that's exactly what it feels like. It seems like it's so simple. If Jason Tatum and the Celtics don't turn the ball over, they're going to have a really good chance at winning basketball games, yet they keep doing it. And a lot of the times, Carlin, it doesn't feel like it's something that the defense is doing. It feels like they're more self-inflicted wounds. They've got yeah. to avoid that if they're going to avoid elimination tonight. That's that, that's 100%. I agree with the notion that this does not feel like much that has been done defensively to them, that it has been self-inflicted. So just how bad has Jason Tatum really been in, these postse- in this postseason? And specifically in the finals, I should say, because he was very good throughout the postseason up until this point. Well... How about the worst ever? I'm going to explain what we mean by that in 60 seconds. The miracle on ice, the helmet catch, the flu game clutch moments like these that separate the winners from the losers. So in a market sometimes down 16%, 50%, 92%, who's pulling off a win? We'll look no further than this exciting market with a global value of $1.7 trillion, and it's only going to get bigger. In fact, experts predict it will grow by another $1 trillion in less than five years. Here's the cool thing. You don't have to be a baller or a team owner to get in on the action. All you need is a smartphone. It's not betting. This is way more impactful. Check it out. It's called Masterworks. They've already got over 400,000 members on their platform, and ESPN listeners get priority access to skip the wait list. Just go to masterworks.com, promo code Greeny. That's masterworks.com, promo code Greeny. Masterworks.com, promo code G-R-E-E-N-Y. See important regulation aid disclosures at masterworks.io slash CD. There is no guarantee of profits, and investing includes risk of loss. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus where you can catch the NBA Finals. Tune in. It is Game 6 tonight as the Celtics host the Warriors presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Chris, I nearly fell out of my seat this morning when I saw this statistic. Mm. Jason Tatum in the paint, in the finals, is shooting 36%. That would rank last in a single finals performance since 1997. 25 years among 86 players with at least 40 shot attempts in the paint. 36%. The others, believe it or not, 2000, Kobe Bryant, Shot 38% in the paint. Mm-hmm. And then there's Tony Parker and Richard Hamilton. But that is remarkable that he has been that bad in the paint so far in this series. 
But then you transition to what he has done when the Celtics have faced elimination this postseason, and he's been amazing at 32 points per game and 52% from three. So I have no idea what to expect tonight, but based on what we've seen in this entirety, entire series, I am more likely to believe we're going to see the former rather than the latter tonight. I have no reason to think that Tatum all of a sudden is going to be so much better. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. That's a surprising statistic when you talk about his shooting percentage in the paint until you actually look at what's happening and how the Warriors are defending him. Because every NBA analyst that works for ESPN has pointed this out, and I think they've done a great job being astute at this. But Jason Tatum, when he decides to put his head down and drive into the paint, first of all, he loses court vision. Second of all, he's only going to his right-hand side. So the primary on-ball defender funnels him to that side, and then they bring an extra defender from the help side, and all of a sudden, you shut down Jason Tatum, and he has no option other than to take a four-shot because he's lost vision of where his teammates are in order to get them the ball when they're open. So that's the problem with Jason Tatum. I don't know that that's something that he can correct right now in these NBA Finals. It feels like that's something that he's going to have to work on in the offseason. But the reality is that Tatum has to be more aggressive in trying to get to the hoop and also being effective at being a playmaker when the defense closes down on him. That's what he has to do. The question is whether or not he's capable of doing it with his skill set. He's a tremendously talented player, Carlin. I'm not taking anything away from him. I think this guy has a ton of upside. But right now, based on how he's being flustered by this Golden State defense, I'm with you. I don't know that we can expect better from Jason Tatum. And the downside to that, I guess not the downside, but the worst part about it is this is a guy that's had the most turnovers this postseason than any other NBA player in postseason history. I don't think that's going to change tonight because the pressure is ratcheting up and I have this feeling that Tatum could potentially try to force more, which could lead to more turnovers. So that's that's where I'm at with Jason Tatum. And I know I'm painting a grim picture for Boston Celtics fans, but that's what it's shaping up to look like based on what we've seen in the first five games. I can see him very much tightening up tonight. Yep. Getting a little snug in the home building, facing elimination. Yep. I know how good they've been so far. I but, don't but, know. but Carlin, and this you know is what, makes, and Carlin, you you know what drives home that fact? Mm. Jalen Jalen Brown's comments. Do we do we have Jalen Brown's comments? We do, do and do, you're going to hear them in just oh, moments. We got to play Jalen Brown's comments. Oh. You are not going to believe what Jalen Brown had to say. Say, and that is coming up next, my friends. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Now, if you're on the go, you might be skipping eating the healthy way, which is probably making you feel a bit more sluggish. Well, as a reminder, you can fuel life's special moments with heart-healthy Honey Nut Cheerios. Made with whole grains and low in fat, Cheerios also provides 12 essential vitamins and minerals. So pour your heart into today. It's oh so important. Pick up a box of Honey Nut Cheerios today at your local grocery store. Comments from Jalen Brown that you do not want to miss going into an an elimination game. We promise you that. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. You know, Chris, there are times where I feel like our, our special perspectives on things can actually help some of the younger generation out there in some circumstances. And that became clear during the break. It's yes. it's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Nuno, you, you might be there with us as well. Explain during the break as we're talking about moving and just how awful it is and the idea that was presented of, well, you can't say no when your friend asks you to move. Well, so, and here's the thing. So Mikey C., who a lot of people have heard outside of Mike, uh, he brought up that, like, there's nothing worse than, you know, we talked about moving. Canty said there's nothing worse than moving. And Mikey said there's nothing worse than people asking you. See, here's the mistake you're making, uh, Carlin. Yeah. Mikey's actually in our age group and probably, and he's actually older than I He looks like am, he's 22. But he's 40, like, he's Thank 46 you, body-wise, probably going on like 80 with all his, like, kidney stones and all that. You know, so so <laughs> this is a 46-year-old I, I, I see the light. I didn't notice the gray in the beard. Yeah, man. That kind of looks like my, like... So, Mikey, you're you're a man-child is what you are. Well, the thing is, though, but I've moved plenty of times in my lifetime. Right. And I know you, when people ask me to help them move, I can't say no because I'm going to need help to move at some point in my life as well. No. Now, no. You Mikey, see, the hell you, can't, the hell you can't say no. Yeah. I absolutely say no all the time. Matter of fact, here's what I do, Carlin. And this is, this is you know, obviously a, a, a little bit of my privilege. When somebody asks me to help them move, Mm. I pull out my checkbook and I write a check for 500 bucks 
And I say that's the extent that I'm willing to help you. Well, move. I need to be friends with Canty then. I'm not. I'm not picking up a box. I'm not helping you break down a bed and move mattresses and headboards. I'm just not doing it, Colin. Yeah. And it's not that I can't. It's just that I'm unwilling to. Because yeah. moving sucks. And when I was a kid, I was the free movers for my parents. And so I feel like I've got time served when it comes to doing that duty. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to my close friends and family that want to move, hey, God bless you. Good night. I'm going to write you this check and be on your way. I am not physically moving a box for you. Just ain't going to happen. Well, then I guess this is for you, too. You, you need to learn the value of the word no. If you're not going to be my friend anymore <laughs> because I don't want to help you move, then you were never my friend in the first place because you would understand that there's no chance. I have done it before. I have helped people move. We all have at one point or another. I helped Bob Wischusen move about 20 years ago, and that really snapped it for me. We got some pizza out of it. That's great. But like when your buddy tells you, yeah, get your pizza and beer, no, I can get pizza and beer on my own and I can sit on my couch on my fat keister and not have to worry about uh, moving things and wrenching my back here's the other thing you need to be able to say no to and canty please do not take this personally in any way okay i learned in my 20s that you do not need to go to every single wedding that is outside your city like i i knew people that were in every possible wedding party they could be in with all their friends from college and they would go broke on this. Guys, write a check. It's it's much cheaper than traveling somewhere and getting a hotel and then getting a gift. Write a check. Your answer to everything are write a check. What if you don't got That's money not, to not write everything. checks? No, I'm talking, if you don't, you write a check for, let's say you're giving a gift for $100 as opposed to going to the wedding, you're saving money. You are saving money. You're That's saving a great, money. That's a great play. Yes. No question about it. You're saving money and aggravation. I mean, there are weddings that you want to go to, right? Because you know those weddings are going to be fun. Exactly. Yeah. The and guy that you thought would never get married that finally gets married, you want to be at his wedding. Exactly. No exactly. question. Well, listen, we got more to get into on your wedding here in a little bit and a major decision that is facing you regarding your attire. And yes. that is on the way. But we teased it before. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Jalen Brown speaking up in between uh, games five and six about how the Celtics feel right now about the Warriors. Everything has been a learning experience. Um, we wear everything. We wear everything that we learn this year is like a, a badge of honor that we kind of wear. We don't let it hang over our heads. We bounce back. We've been able to respond well all year. Um, so um, we're looking forward to the challenge. We got to embrace it. And, you know, you know, ain't no other way around it. Um, last game on our home floor for to kind of embody our whole season you know we're looking to, to give it everything we got um, we don't we are not scared we do not fear um, the Golden State Warriors we want to come out and just play the best version of basketball um, that we can we know it's a good team over there we know they've done it before um, but we have all the belief in ourselves so we're gonna come out and, and leave it all out there that's the that's the whole intent Carlin Yo, as one of my teammates once told me, you ain't got to be scared to get your ass whipped. <laughs> you don't have to be scared. <laughs> that sounds good from Jalen Brown, but you ain't got to be scared to get the brakes beat off of you. And that, here's the other thing, Carlin, in that soundbite. 
Why, who asked you whether or not you were scared? Nobody. Who asked you if you feared the Golden State Warriors? Like, at this point, I'm wondering if the Warriors are living rent-free in, in the Celtics' heads. Like, it feels like they're in one. And here's the thing. And we talked about the experience being a factor in this series, right? Golden State combined 123 games of finals experience versus the Celtics' zero games coming into this series. We said that. To me, in these situations, once we get to the elimination portion of the series – that's where it starts to manifest itself. That's where it starts to come out. And for Jalen Brown to make those kind of comments, to say that we're not, we're not afraid of the Golden State Warriors, we don't have fear, we're not scared, it, it kind of leads me to believe that you might be a little shook. And the reason why you're saying that is that you're trying to convince yourself that you're not. Yeah. But based on how we've seen them play in the last couple of games with all of the turnovers – it's hard to think that there's not a bit of a fear factor in terms of wondering whether or not they got the goods to be able to do it against a team that has championship DNA. He sounded like Billy Bob in Varsity Blues. I will walk in the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no warriors from California. I mean, come <laughs> on. It's not a Bible verse for Pete's sake. That's what it, it, it did sound exactly like that. Like he was trying to convince himself of that. You know, he's right. They shouldn't be scared of the Warriors. The Celtics need to be scared of what, frankly, has been their own incompetence at times in this series. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.